Hi, folks, and welcome to the Chris Yeh Podcast. I am, of course, Chris Yeh. I am joined here at Unreasonable Future by another one of the fellows, one of these incredible entrepreneurs who's changing the world, Sean Hinton of skyhive.io. Say hello, Sean. Hi, everyone. Sean is part of the incredibly large Canadian contingent here at Unreasonable Future this week, uh, probably because Canadians are more likely to be devoting their life to saving the world. It's one of those interesting things, but it's yet another reason why I love Canada so much. Uh, Now, Sean, why don't you tell folks a little bit about what Skyhive does, because what you're doing is pretty incredible. Sure. So we we take uh, AI. And we use AI to find skills of individuals, skills of work to be done within companies. And then we match people in efficient ways to drive uh, huge huge inefficiency. Huge efficiencies. Huge efficiencies. We don't bother re-recording here or editing (laughs) because that would take time. (laughs) Uh, We drive huge huge efficiencies to the acquisition of talent, uh, engagement of talent, and the retention of talent. So basically, you're doing what guidance counselors or other people like that are supposed to be doing, which is getting people to the right job. But really, that's not the way it works out there right now. No, I mean, we're you're absolutely right that we're effectively automating the process that has typically been handled through an arduous, time-consuming case management process. We've uh, we've, uh, just digitized that, and uh, that's what skyhive.io is. Now, how many people are being placed into the right jobs right now? How many people are you helping? Well, we have two uh, different products. We have a consumer product that uh, we have about 17,000 people that are, are looking for jobs. We have about 400 employers that are using the platform to find people. Uh, but then the majority of our business is on the enterprise side. And on the enterprise side, we work with large enterprises and governments. And we're talking about tens of thousands of people doing a variety of different things within their companies. So uh, it sounds to me, again, you maybe you can't tell me your customers. There may be all sorts of secrecy or something like that. But for a large company with a bunch of internal jobs, uh, what they might do is they might turn to Skyhive and their internal employees can find the right positions for themselves. You can match up and, and move them to the right places. And people who are coming as job candidates can also be matched up and sent to the right place. Absolutely. We use our technology as a, as a human capital management technology. Uh, we look at peer onboarding where we can match people that uh, have the skills in the company that new people need. Uh, we can use this for learning and development to help understand the skills that people are lacking and how we can get those people upskilled to take on future jobs. We can use it for succession planning to see who are the best fits in an organization to take on a new role if somebody leaves. I love the way you can rattle off the use cases like that. That is good messaging discipline. Thank you, Chris. Now, what's the most unusual matching that's come out of your software that you can recall that you can actually speak about? Sure. I think we were uh, we were doing some work for a government agency in Canada, and we were looking at um, jobs that were in the military. And you would never think uh, that this this match would happen, but we actually had a yoga instructor who was capable of doing six jobs, six different jobs within the military, and uh, they didn't even know that they were capable of doing that. So instead of you know grinding and 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 trying to uh, keep a yoga studio going, they were able to take on a great military job and continue doing their yoga and and, and enjoying what they do. 
from the you from the yoga studio to the military. That's pretty amazing. Fantastic. And is that person happy? Are they feeling like you know what? I was doing this yoga thing, but now that I'm in the business of of the fighting forces, that's really what I was meant to do. Yeah, I think that's generally the feedback we get that when people discover their skills, they're actually quite surprised. They didn't realize that the skills that they have could apply to so many different jobs. And so when they have the opportunity to try those skills in different ways, it's absolutely a, a great experience for them. And that's the key. You're really going deeper in to their skills, their inclinations, than they even know themselves. You know them better than they know themselves, and you're able to find them better roles as a result. Absolutely. Well, at least know their technical and soft skills better than they do, which uh, helps them work on other things that they can be working on. Now, I want you to think back to the young Sean, because you've had a fascinating life. You were a high-level baseball prospect. You ran a water park. You've done all these different things. What would Skyhive say about you? Um, Skyhive would say that I probably need to be an entrepreneur. And uh, I say that because I have such a cross-section of skills that lends itself to creativity, innovation, uh, management, leadership, and just overall craziness. So I think I'm probably in the right place as to what Skyhive would say that I'm good at. So you've been here at Unreasonable Future, which is a program focused on accelerating social impact, specifically in the future of work. You've been here for the past, what, four or five days? Yeah, this is day six, actually. Day six. Tell me about what that experience has been like. What did you expect coming in and what surprised you? Well, with uh, typical accelerators or, or programs that are focused on supporting entrepreneurs, they tend to be pretty cookie cutter, not necessarily inclusive and not necessarily authentic. We go through check boxes of let's look at your pitch deck, let's practice your pitch, let's let's look at your business plan, etc. Unreasonable has completely changed uh, the model and in such a good way. Um, having 130 or so people come from all over the world to support me and the 14 other entrepreneurs that have uh, been uh, fortunate enough to be selected for this program, that my it's just so humbling and I have so much gratitude. Uh, and harnessing the collective wisdom and support of this group is just, it's unlike any other experience I've had as an entrepreneur in this space. Yeah, and I think one of the things that makes it so special is that staff at Unreasonable does such a great job of encouraging people to be vulnerable, to trust the folks around them. And that's what allows you as founders to really get into the real issues you're facing. And that's what also allows the mentors to say, I'm going to give of myself, of my network, of my connections to help these entrepreneurs. Absolutely. As entrepreneurs, you often have to wear a mask uh, to be brave for your team, to be brave for investors, to always be telling an upbeat, positive story. In this space, we've been given the permission and have the safety to uh, be ourselves. And so the 15 of us have gone deep really, really fast and have, you know, since really day one, have been starting to support each other on the critical elements that are help uh, that will help us all uh, grow and scale our businesses. Yeah. And one of the things that I've seen over the years, because I've been mentoring here ever since 2011, is that the fellows stay in touch with each other and they stay in touch with mentors as well. I'm still in touch with some of the folks who I met during that very first mentoring session in 2001. Obviously, their, their, their ventures have progressed considerably since then. And that's been very gratifying to see. Yeah, and it's um, it's something I'm certainly hopeful of. I mean, we are only halfway through the program now, but I can tell you, as far as I'm concerned, that I intend on staying uh, in touch with these amazing, uh, unreasonable fellows um, 
going going forward. I've already been invited to uh, various uh, companies of these fellows to to work with them and their teams, and I'm looking forward to that ongoing relationship. Now, there are some quirky <clears throat> things about the program, probably the quirkiest, and I don't know if this gave you pause at all, is the fact that the fellows come here and they have a roommate. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Yeah, it's certainly something that uh, we know we're going to have a roommate in advance. So obviously you're nervous about it. And there's a lot of anticipation as to what your roommate is going to be. In the case of me, uh, my roommate and I have hit it off. It's been perfect. And I'm not a person who would, I'm not a roommate person, if you know what I mean, Chris. (laughs) Uh, I like my own room. I like my own bathroom. Uh, But uh, in this case, it's actually been pretty seamless and and, uh, I've really enjoyed it. And who is your roommate? Uh, My roommate is Paul. He's the founder of Caliber which is a fantastic job matching site from uh, the Philippines. Yeah. And one of the funny things is, Sean, you are one of the three Sean's, one of the two Canadian Sean's. Paul is one of the two Paul's. We have a lot of diversity, but we, for some reason, have the same names over and over again. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's pretty safe to say that if you're coming in and meeting this team right now, all you got to do is say, Sean, and you're probably going to get it right <laughs> when you see somebody you don't know. Now, Sean, obviously you've done a lot of incredible things. You've, you've grown and learned so much. Let's say you're going to look back on that 18-year-old Sean. I think uh, I remember you, you suffered a, an injury to your pitching shoulder. It sort of took you out of your dreams of, of becoming a ball player. What would you tell that young Sean? What advice would you give him? Um, I'd say not to, you know, that the, the injury that I suffered as an athlete took a lot out of me, created a lot of anger and resentment in me. And, and the one thing I would say to myself is, you know what, uh, just move forward. And I've learned that as an entrepreneur that it's you're going to get things, barriers that happen. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that you're going to go through a road of trials and that road of trials is going to cause um, uh, uh, you to uh, have a lot of introspection and have to dig deep. And I would have told myself at 18, you know what, move forward. And, and it happened, the injury happened, and life has changed, and that's okay. Well, Sean, I think that that is hard-won wisdom, but it's definitely something that every entrepreneur needs to know because they're going to face setbacks along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And if any entrepreneur thinks that they're going to start a business and, and not meet those roadblocks, they probably shouldn't be an entrepreneur. Without question. Well, it's about time for Sean and I to head on up to another fantastic dinner here at Unreasonable Future. So we're going to sign off. Any last thoughts before we go? No, I'd just like to thank you, Chris, for uh, the time that you've spent with us here at Unreasonable Future and obviously your long-term relationship with the uh, Unreasonable Group. Um, it, it's just uh, priceless having having uh, spending time with you and your colleagues as mentors and specialists. And I fully encourage any of you listening to this podcast, uh, if you can be a mentor or specialist to the next amazing group of Unreasonable Fellows, please reach out to the community. That is an awesome testimonial. I didn't have to pay you for it. Thank you so much, Sean. And I hope everyone tunes in for more dispatches from Unreasonable Future.